at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone come gather round, listen to your favorite sound. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopta, C70. It's about at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Redbird at A Medlock1 on Twitter. Coming to you on Saturday morning after the Cardinals have dropped their first game of the second half. Um, We've got the All-Star game. We've got uh, our trip to St. Louis with John Mosellock's comments to talk about, plus what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, so we'll get to all of that, and let's just start with where we were this time last week. Alan, uh, we were back probably right about now. We were meeting up outside of the of the stadium and, and getting a chance to go in and uh, sit in the suites to talk to John Mosellock. A um, lot of different things. I don't know there was anything like, real news out of that obviously he's you know he's not going to break anything for us he didn't make any trades in the while he was sitting in there or anything like that um and you know there's been years where we find out stuff after the game that he could have told us beforehand so you know sure uh it's not not his place to to break it necessarily but um where did what is there anything that stood out overall for you from from his comments uh it during the uh, the Q and A and his uh, you know the ten minutes before he opened for questions, nothing was really earth shattering to me. Um, I was I was it was so nice just to be back and see everybody mm-hmm. and and for him to be in the room and be so candid and whatnot. Nothing really stood out to me until the rumors started this week because I thought that the uh, I thought that his uh, his um, breakdown of Jordan Walker was was I thought that that was pretty impressive and almost in during during his uh his breakdown I kind of even rolled my eyes a little bit when he made the comment of you know where we picked him he said if you do it a year later he's probably a top three and I was mm-hmm. thinking well I'm sure everybody can say that about their prospect after a year but it really resonated to me this week with all the rumors that we've all that we've all seen online and you know the biggest one the biggest fish out there mm-hmm. in Soto and I thought you know it, I know one had nothing to do with the other, but it did make me think of some of the scenarios we see how more likely they would be to keep a guy like that because obviously they are very high on him and win. And uh, I thought that kind of spoke volumes when you kind of take a little bit back and, and kind of read into them a little bit more. Yeah, that's it's interesting, though. I took a little bit different from a different com- comment that he made. Soon after that, somebody asked him uh, – I don't remember exactly the phrasing of the question, but it was something of the fact of, you know, is there anybody untouchable, I guess, to some degree. Yeah, and, I agree with that. I thought and, about and that Mo, as well. Mo said, hey, look, it, you know, earlier in my career, I said, I would have said, I'm never going to trade this guy or never trade that guy. But, you know, he realized that there are, you know, there could be a player on the planet that you would trade that person for. Um He's, you know, he followed that up by saying, you know, saying that I'd really like to keep Jordan Walker or something like that. But yeah. um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they would do that for a soda. Now, and we'll, we'll, I mean, we might as well go ahead and get into that before we come back to the rest of it because it's irrelevant. But, um, you know, the Soto issue is strange and weird for the Cardinals to be involved in anyway. Yeah. Um, but... I agree. I think they would if if they could do that trade without including Jordan Walker, which I would think would be very difficult to do. But if they could, it's a lot more likely that they would do that. Sure. And you know, I keep getting text messages from friends of mine and and asking, "Hey, what's the likelihood of this happening? What do you think?" I'm honestly, I am a I'll believe it when I see it type deal because I just don't feel like I don't. I feel like the Cardinals work so much better getting that big contract that it's, after it's already signed. I mean, like the Ar, the, the Arnado deal. You know, mm-hmm. that's a free right. scene, and we know it. And we understand that we've yet to see the benefit for Colorado, and I, it, we, we would we would assume that it exists, but we just don't see it. Well, right. that being seen, that being said, I, 
I just don't see that the Cardinals have much wiggle room here. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with with Soto going up against arbitration and, uh, you know, maybe a uh, maybe a pre-deal negotiation about uh, what what's it going to take to sign this guy. He's a Boris client. He said no to the Nationals, who they historically have a great relationship with. I just don't see something like that happening on just a cash value type deal for the Cardinals to give away what it's going to take to get him. Um, and that I've, I've said that from the beginning, um, on the flip side of that, I feel like a trade to a big market, which I think that's the only point that he can be afforded will probably be bad for baseball. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm extremely skeptical that he would be traded to the Cardinals at any venture. I'm even skeptical that he gets traded at the deadline this year from the nationals anyway. Yeah, my, my general thinking is this is going to be a lot of talk and nothing's going to happen out of it. Yeah. The other, the only he's thing a guy, he's a guy that you need thirty teams involved in. That's that's just the way that I look at it. Well, yeah, but you're never going to be able to do that just because of the price. Well, yeah. you know what I'm but, saying. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't right. you don't want the six that are making a run for a wild card well, spot. You but, want ones that are just one over. True, but I think with the fact that he's got two and a half uh, years of uh, control left. I think people even that aren't necessarily looking for this year would be in it if you're trying to trade him now. Sure. Now, I agree. I agree. You know, it's probably better for an off-season trade or something like that. I will say the only thing that gives me pause in all that um, is the is the fact that the the team, which I don't think I knew until this whole thing came up, that the Nationals are up for sale. Um. Because I do wonder, like you said, they had a good relationship with the learners and everything like that. I do wonder if Soto accepts that contract extension if he knew that the ownership was going to be the same. You know? Yeah. Um, because I get it. I would, I mean, you, we've seen it in a lot of times. Um, I mean, you could even argue that Nolan had that somewhat, even though the ownership didn't change in Colorado. But, you know, a guy gets signs a contract and he thinks he's going to be in a competitive spot. And then these new owners come in and strip it down and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's not a lot of fun to be there or, you know, even just personal relationships. So I get that. Um, you know, if they don't trade Soto before the sale goes through, then, you know, he gets to know the new guys and maybe he decides to stay. I do think that also, yes, it's a Boris client and the money's probably got to have to be bigger than that. But I, I do wonder if, if he traded him to St. Louis, if they couldn't lock him up beforehand because he would appreciate the, uh, the, uh, the area and know the ownership and all that kind of stuff. Again, probably not. I think you're going to have to go to the open market, but it was interesting argument. Um, John Fleming wrote that what Soto is projected to do in the next two and a half years, just those two and a half years that you would have him under control um, is better than what Edgar Renteria did in his six years. You're getting a lot of value in those two and a half years. So much so that, it might still be worth the trade that you have to make to get him. Now, I I don't I, I'm with you. I, I don't see the Cardinals doing it. I don't think that they want to. You know, John Mosellock in that con in those comments made a you know big deal about their pipeline organization. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll supplement, but you know they're the 24th market and the 10th payroll, something of that nature. Yeah, um, which I I always think market size is a little understated for St. Louis because they're going to talk about the TV market of St. Louis and not the fact that Cardinal nation goes from Iowa to Oklahoma to Texas to Mississippi. And these kind of people will come in on a weekend and go to a game. I mean, you're, you're reaching more than just, you know, the people that live in St. Louis and the suburbs, but which is more than some teams. Some teams don't have that. Um, but yeah, it's it's so so hard. I mean, I keep wanting to try to believe this thing, um, just because yeah, they have the talent to do it, and you're seeing a lot of. I mean, we saw a report that the Cardinals checked in with the Nationals, which is a that it, that in and of itself is surprising to me because I'm a little bit surprised. I guess you're just doing your deal of diligence. That would be a mo thing, but it's like I would think it's like there's no way we're going to be able to do this, and maybe they that's what they went in with the idea and just to see if maybe they're wrong. But I was even surprised that in theory they've, you know, checked in or I don't remember if, I don't remember if it was a reputable place that said they had made an offer or, or were preparing offer, or if it was one of those, you know, Twitter accounts that thinks they know what they're talking about. I can't remember, but um, you know, still the, the idea that they were at least interested 
is a little bit, almost a little bit surprising to me, just given all the things that go around it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it has been interesting to watch, you know, and, and listen to and see the opinions and the fake accounts and, and everything uh, blow up on the interest on this front. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I feel the same way. I mean, you're just like, you could see where there is, where there is a connection and you could see where they could probably afford it, but it just goes against everything that they've been saying for, you know, 15 years about, yeah. you know, what it would take is going to take everything they have in the system. That's just not the way they do business. So I haven't heard anything outside of that. And I've kind of stayed away from everything other than the rumors that just pop a couple, uh, you know, around here and there, um, mm. you know, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I all I can say is I, I'm skeptical and, uh, you know, I'll believe when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It will, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I was looking here on, MLB.com because there's a link about with so it'll be worth the cards. It's worth reading because I I don't I don't know that anybody believes that Cardinals the, the MLB writers and I, I, nothing against John Denton who I don't really know and seems a little bit weird on Twitter. Um, but you know we've had Matthew Leach, we've had Jennifer Langosh, we've had um, you know a number of others that have been in this spot. So nothing against them. But it's very unlikely that something that the Cardinals don't want shows up on MLB.com. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, what was it? it was, uh, you know, during the, you know, during the lockout, there's nothing on the site except for old stuff. There's been a couple of times where there was a, a controversy or some sort, and it might be mentioned, might not be. So I just, it was worth looking at to see what the spin is off of, you know, what didn't has written here and you know, it's, it's not ruling it out at all, but it does point out. And it was it's a comment that that Mo made while we were with us too about, you know, Hey, made that Marcelo Zuna trade be really nice to have Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> yes. Know, I did think that was funny that he brought that up. Um, but you know, so yeah, to watch, to watch Jordan Walker be a national and, and tear it up. But, but again, I, you know, again, I, this is, this is me fighting this out of my head. You know, Jordan Walker has really great hit tool and, you know, a lot of different things and could be a very good player, but Juan Soto is legitimately not just hyperbolically being compared to Ted Williams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't get those kind of guys. They just don't come. I mean, I can't remember. Kyle said something about Jordan Walker. Maybe it wasn't Jordan Walker, but I thought it was. And he said he could have a career like Paul Conurco or something like that, which is a really good career, right? I mean, you take that. That's a really good player, but it's not Ted Williams. So I don't know. I mean, I think we, we do get tied into these, these prospects and we, we try to, you know, project a little bit on them. But you got a guy here that's not that much older than Jordan Walker, um, you know, doing what he's doing. I think that the Cardinals, again, and we'll talk about it, the Cardinals need pitching for this year. But, <laughs> you know, for, for a, you know, for the next few years, and, and when you have an opportunity to get a talent like that, you really got to look into it. Yeah, 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 I agree, and we, I, we seems like we've said this since Harper, you yeah. know, and that uh, you know it, it's it's fun, and I would love to see it, and and trust me, and when I saw Soto in person, he was one of the most impressive guys I've ever seen. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is unreal, you know, his ability to hit and play and charisma, which could be, you know, it's not always, it's not always doesn't seem acceptable. I don't know if that's just the that right word for mm-hmm. it. But, uh, but yeah, it'd be amazing, but you're right. I mean, it, uh, I mean, even if the rumors are true that you'd have a Corbin come back, I mean, they'd, they'd grab your arm, but I feel, I still feel like you would probably lose a pitcher in the deal potentially. Mm-hmm. And some, uh, some of the big name prospects that I think would have to clean you out. You know, I point out Walker because he's going to be the jewel of any trade. He and Wynn right. are going to be the ones that people want. I'm no prospect lover. You know that I've always said mm-hmm. that, you know, trade them for the trade them for the, uh, you know, trade him for a guy like Soto. I mean, this is the one that you can dump it for. I just don't see that. That's just not their MO because I feel like right. you would have to clean out so much of the minor league system 
that it would hurt you in the long run, even with a potential two to two and a half years of a, a big time uh, player like Soto. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm very skeptical. You know, I know I keep saying that, but it just doesn't fit their, their mold. Now on the flip side of that, something that you and I have always talked about one of these days, they're going to do this. Right. And they're laying in the weeds for one of them. And you know, this may be the biggest fish that's out there, you know, that fits the, that fits what they want. Young, controllable superstar. And if they feel like they could sell them, you know, then maybe there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. You're right. And it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. You know, the one reason they traded for, they tried to trade for Giancarlo Stanton. They traded for Nolan. Um, less so for, for uh, Goldschmidt. Those contracts were set. It's yeah. not that they don't, I don't think that it's like uh, that they mind paying the money. I mean, they don't necessarily want to, but they don't, they just want to know what it's going to be. You know, right now you've got Soto at arbitration. You can get a pretty good idea, but then once he gets to free agency, you know, how much you, I don't, I don't, I think they don't want to overbed, you know, they don't yeah. want to overpay. Um, so if the contract market's price is set by that contract, they're willing to take it on. So, but then boy, yeah. Can you imagine the next three years, um, or next two years or this year, whatever with Arenado and Goldschmidt and Soto. Um, I mean, you don't know who's around them. I mean, you don't know if you can still have a taller O'Neill. You don't know if you still have a Dylan Carson. Uh, you probably have at least one of those guys, but that, you know, you might win a few eight to seven games that way. Yeah, true. You might have to, um, you know, I'm a little bit intrigued by Corbin. I don't think he would necessarily be, you know, back what he was if they got him if they came in that drill, but I do think he could possibly be better than what it's, what it's looked like, especially behind a decent defense. Um, you know, is that enough for what the Cardinals need right now? I don't know, but I also don't know. I mean, what the Cardinals going to go get in the pitching market? Cause there's not just I like, know. there's not like there's a, you know, they're not going to go get Luis Castillo. There's probably <laughs> not going to get Frankie Montas. So what are they going to get? You know, that, that well, worked. Well, and it's funny. I, if you were implying this, I apologize because I missed it. Is there any way they go get Corbin without a, any attachment? No, I don't, I don't think Corbin, I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, if they saw something in his metrics or his delivery or whatever, they thought, okay, we could fix this. Maybe, <laughs> but the nationals yeah. got to take a lot of, of that salary on. I, I don't, I would be very surprised if they did it that way. And the nationals might not want to do that because yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that sometimes that Soto's trade value becomes reasonable. Right. Um, Otherwise it's just hold on. Now, if they decide they're going to hold on to Soto to the off season, you know, maybe they do that. But um, I think, I think if you trade for Corbin by itself, the nationals have to pay a lot of the salary. If they add him to Soto, they don't. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 that's very true. Um, do you wonder about does the moves they made last year mm-hmm. kind of make you think that Keiko's not out of the question? I don't, yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. I mean, with that, although Mo told us in the you know, he said, Hey, last year we did this, that doesn't mean we're going to do that this year, you know, it may require something different. Um, but Keiko would be free. Um, yeah, but on the flip side, you know, Keiko's failed with two plot teams right now. Yeah, you know, true. It's, I, know, it's I, I agree completely. Yeah. I, I think that, I think if they didn't take a flyer on him and it, and there's no indication that they expressed interest after he left the white Sox, I don't think his time in Arizona did anything for him. And I don't, the Cardinals need pitching, but you know, I think before that they just put in Zach Thompson or Jake Woodford or somebody like that. Cause at least Woodford for all his issues and, and stuff has put up better major league numbers than Keuchel has over the last little bit. And I, yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, could they sign him to a minor league deal and see if they could figure something out? Yeah. But 
I, I don't think that's their, oh, okay, this is going to give us our innings. I, I don't think that's what they're playing it on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, whenever I saw his second release, honestly, on the first one, I thought that they may uh, mm-hmm. give it a shot. But then I realized that his former pitching coach was in Arizona and, you know, one of those things. We've seen enough links and him being a Midwest guy. I kind of have a feeling that that would be one of the links that they would look at, kind of like the hat deal. You know, basically right. Illinois guy, you know, let's let's see what we can get, maybe a little bit of momentum. I'm not sure that that is the way that they're going to go this year, but, but but with me personally, I'm not certain that they that they go much bigger than that. You know, well, it, depending on what you feel of Syndergaard, and that would be the one that you could kind of circle. But I I don't know. I feel like that name is enough out there to where they'll probably miss out on that one too. So so I don't know. I just I just kind of wonder at what level of arm are they going to try to get? Yeah, it's it, and it's interesting. Obviously, Mo didn't say anything to us, but. I just don't, and maybe it's me not paying as enough attention and such, but I just don't know that there's a whole lot out there, right? I mean, yeah. last year we were like, you know, there was the Scherzer idea. You know, there was, I mean, not that necessarily the Cardinals were going to engage there because of with all the issues, but they probably should have. Um, but, you know, somebody like that was on the market. I just, I mean, I like Luis Castillo, but I don't see the Reds trade team to the Cardinals. And I don't see enough of Montas. I'm sure he'd be fine, but he's got his, some some health issues, right? I mean, he's back from whatever kept him out, but you know, you still don't want to risk giving up a whole lot for a guy that might not make it through the rest of the year, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, and other than that, it, it just I haven't seen a lot of lists, but it seems like there's just nothing else being mentioned at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and maybe, it, it, you look at it more than I do. Is there anybody else that's out there that that you can think of? That well, those are the names that just scratch that I want to get off the top off the top of my head. And you kind of wonder. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like they're not as far away from last year as they were. That's what makes me think the Keiko deal makes makes more sense. But I also feel like that probably would have been announced by now as well. Right. Um, the, well, is he pretty clear? Uh, wasn't it? It was pretty break though, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess it was. It'd be pretty close to clearing if it hadn't yet. That may be part of it too, but you know, given if if it hasn't happened by this time next week, then yeah, we know it. Oh happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but as far as you know, controllable. This is the one thing that I give them a lot of credit for, and I, I give them a lot of credit for a lot of things. But this is one they turn over a lot of stones to make stuff happen a lot of time. Yeah, and then they find some diamonds in the rough and things that you trade, and you're like, okay, well now I can kind of see where this would make sense. But uh, in, in these markets like this, where we talk about the Montas and the Syndergaard and stuff like that, I never feel like they're in the play for those guys. Because I always feel like they're never going to be one to make that big move right at the deadline for the two names. Because a lot of those are made out of desperation by some of those teams sometimes. And I just don't feel like they ever they ever lose their cool enough to do it. But, you know, I could see one that may be an early or, you know, one of those – I. I don't know. I'm kind of speaking in circles on this because I still feel like we're not, it's going to be similar to, to last year about how they did it because I feel like they think they're good enough where they're not going to have to move a lot of stuff out. You know, that, that opens up a whole other realm of possibilities with, with the, the need to maybe move to young and things like that, mm-hmm. which may not net you much, but you may be able to get a bigger piece than what I'm thinking that they're going to get. As far as names, I don't know what those names are. I'm just kind of picking the ones that are, you know, maybe bottom feeders type situation. I mean, like me personally, I think Syndergaard kind of moves the needle a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I'm not certain of that though. I think, yeah, and I forgot. I had, I had seen Syndergaard as a possibility too. I think Syndergaard is. I think you're right. I think he's kind of in that mix. To some degree, he's a bigger name than he is. I, I completely agree right. with that. I completely right. agree with that. Um, but that being said, he could still help the Cardinals right now. Sure. Um, I mean, he's not striking out like people like he used to. Um, but, you know, he is a four ERA out in, out in the West, which AOS just got some bigger power players, some others, which play in the American League. Uh, his whip's reasonable. Um, he's given up 1.1 home runs. Per nine, that probably goes down in Bush Stadium. Um, I guess, you know, he could be a. I mean, I think he's a four or five on this team, maybe a three, depending on how you short out your rotation. But that could be helpful enough. I mean, if you don't, well, you know, 
Yeah. No, I agree. And, and you know what? Not to. I mean, I'm certain you'll agree with this, but I, I'm not certain that the, their rotation isn't a bunch of threes anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're trying to talk ourselves into this one, I guess. But, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I could see it. And it's, it's one of those out of New York where we thought, oh, man, that would have been a huge move to where, you know, he stayed without a job for quite a while, too. You know, yeah. so, so I, don't, I don't know what the peripheral will say on that. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, just I, I don't know enough to get deep into it, but just at a glance, you know, he looks he looks fine. I don't, I'm not saying he looks great. He doesn't, and it depends. I mean, you're not giving up. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't think you give up much. I mean, you know, LA's got him just signed through this year, right? It's just one year deal, so they're not going anywhere. Um, I mean, it feels like that's a. I mean, you'd almost like to say that's at the young for him, you know. I mean, I mean, if the, but the Rangers don't have a necessarily a need, or you're looking at a, you know, you're looking at a prospect that's not in there that you know top ten of the Cardinals. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, if they're paying, you know, a, a decent prospect for him, then I don't think they should necessarily go that route because I just don't feel like he would cost that much. Depending yeah. on depending on the market, I mean, depending on how many people go are, are in on him, you know, just just at the face of it though. I mean, you're not talking about anything huge, um, unless you're paying for the name. Um, and I don't think the Cardinals, the Cardinals are pretty good about not paying for the name. I think. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, that I agree with. I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a name they're going to be looking at. His ERA plus is a hundred. So he's right at league average yeah. this year. basically. Um, and I think that's a name that they'd be looking at because league average I mean, let me pull it up, but I feel like league average is better than Dakota Hudson. Maybe that's my bias showing again. Yeah. But, um, well, and we're probably at a breaking point on that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say that, but you know, right when you think he's left for dead, he plays pretty well. Right. Right. Um, Hudson's ERA plus is 95 this year. So he's slightly better, at least by that measure. Um, uh, Syndergaard is then uh, Hudson. Yeah, it, it was funny that, you know, we were up there and it, I missed it. You had to tell me because I missed it when I was traveling. You know, they put Hudson on the on the injured list uh, <laughs> last week. And I'm like, and they said he had a crick in his neck over the last couple starts. I was like, crick his neck every freaking time because yeah. the last have actually been decent. Um, you know, maybe that's what he needs to focus or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, you're right. I mean, because we had that he had that two or three games earlier in the year we're like, okay, pitch comms working for him. And, you know, they've talked to him. He's working faster. And it, this is the new Dakota Hudson. And they went right back into that. I can't get anybody out. And I have to pitch, you know, 10 pitches to every batter. Oh yeah. And then, you know, then like I said, about the time you're like, man, we got to get, you got to get him out of that. He pitches another couple of good games. And um, so it's, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I know I am frustrated with Dakota Hudson. I don't know if the team is yet. Um, he still gets mentioned a lot as a, you yeah. know, a young, good pitcher. And, I mean, career-wise, he has been fairly good in some marks. But I've, I've always felt like that that command was going to come back to it, get him. And, and it's it has really this year. Yeah, it's just – it's a very weird um... – start to the career, you know, the ups and downs. And I mean, I, I'm fairly confident. I've lost more confidence in him this year than I have in the past. Yeah. It's because I thought, okay, there's some growing pains, but the thing is, it seems like it's been the same guy we've seen now, right. you know, all three years that he's been back, even considering the injury. I mean, it hasn't looked that much different. So, yeah. so I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what plays out on that. It could be an interesting two weeks, honestly, for, well, I guess we're much shorter than that now, but, uh, well, I guess it would be two weeks, but to see what kind of happens, and we do this every year, and and now you have me going over just every roster on Baseball Reference to see the names that that could potentially be out there. You know, the one that I do not think makes any sense at all, and I wouldn't like it because I feel like it's a retirement season for him, is them trying to kick the tires on Granky a little bit. Yeah, I would not like to see that. By the way, no, I think there has been. Of course, I don't know if he put a no trade in his one year deal or not, but um, there have been—I don't know if it's there have been rumors that Granky doesn't necessarily care to play in St. Louis. 
Yeah. Uh, there were some this off season, especially when the Cardinals, because it looked like that was one the Cardinals could try to sign. Um, and there was some indication that he did not care to play in St. Louis. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's just, you know, rumor or whatever. Knowing Grinky, I would not be surprised if there's some sort of. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That he doesn't necessarily like certain places or whatever. I, I could believe that. And maybe it's. Maybe it's grow, you know, coming up through the Orioles organization and uh, the Big Brother syndrome type of thing. I don't know, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they would. I mean, they could, and and the, I don't think the Royals, unless Grinky wanted to be traded, I don't think the Royals would trade him. No, because, I agree. Yeah, you know, it doesn't do them. They're not going to get the much. That doesn't do them any good. And you know, he came to them for a reason. So exactly, that's yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. But yeah. Now let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> um, I would also imagine, I don't know. I mean, not that, not that Granky's a bad person or anything. I think everybody seems to, a lot of people do seem to like him, but he does seem like a guy that would, would alter your chemistry a little yeah. bit weird. You know what I'm saying? Just because of, of some of his, you know, he's very honest in, in things and, um, you know, that could be good for some teams. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that's probably going to happen. Um, let's see. Uh, and we've, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that Mo said. Um, I, I did make the mistake of asking about TJ McFarland a little bit and uh, Mo spit a little Moe, fire. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but, and he makes a point and it's a point that I've not, been one to argue with i mean i came across as a little bit more of the you know why do we you know the twitter following uh twitter fired up fan base i guess that i meant to but um because he did he's like hey you can't just draw you can't just cut a guy you know you've got to have you know um you can't walk through that clubhouse and just hey you know you got people fearful for the jobs and all that and i get all that and, and I, I think that's fair and really what my question wanted to be and I didn't phrase it well, was more about the process of getting free agent relievers in the off season because his record still is not real great there. Right. Um, You know, I would have, I think would, I think a lot of us would have liked him to have gone with Luis Garcia instead of TJ McFarland this last year, handedness, who cares? Um, And that, that would have been the right choice apparently. Um, That, that said he did get Packy Naughton and Naughton's done fairly well. Um, but you know, I do wonder about, like he said, you can't just cut them when they're just being terrible and, you know, without giving them pretty much all the rope you can, which is fine. And I get that, but I do wonder how that compares with this idea that they has been out there before of, you know, you've got to perform to keep your job. Right. Um, we've talked a lot about that, about being competitive, about, um, you know, doing, you know, you know, if you're not good, you're going to get let go. I mean, that is part of the game. I, I think everybody knows that you don't have to do it. You know, the first time a guy blows a save or anything. And, you know, hopefully this rehab start the rehab from TJ McFarlane, you know, he comes back and he looks more because they're talking about, Hey, he looks a little bit more like last year, which is fine and dandy. It didn't necessarily pan out on Saturday or was it Friday? Saturday it was after, right after I asked him, he came in and had, he had some bad luck. He had an error behind him, didn't he? I think, um, but you know, maybe we'll see a better TJ McFarland over the last 60 games or whatever. Um, but I do wonder about that still. I mean, where, where do you draw the line? Cause you can't just, yeah. you can't just sign a guy and he's going to be on your team no matter what the rest of the year unless it's Albert Pujols. Um, I, I just don't think that's the case. I think that there's got to be a threshold for you. say this isn't working for this team. Now, maybe we're, and we're, if we're not there, that's fine. But it'd be interesting to know what that threshold is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, there were some valid points, but he did finish it by, you know, uh, ultimate. And I don't even think of this was about McFarland, but it was about, you know, the results matter. And the end, and you just kind of wonder how long those results are going to matter on this in this situation. And I feel like Thompson coming up probably puts a lot of pressure on him. 
Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes and yeah, how utilization goes. But uh, but I, I thought you had a valid question, but I think that he's going to get defensive because he called out players by name too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that, and it's, yeah, I, I, I think that's where a lot of the explanation came from. Yeah. Although I think there's also a possibility that if I'd asked the question, he'd have filled in the names, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also think he got sidetracked just because, you know, even though Mo said he gave up Twitter two years ago, most don't know what's going on on Twitter. Uh, he still knew. There was a lot of hot button topics that he talked about that are that originate on Twitter. I thought that was funny. I, yeah, I don't know if he's got some sort of a, if he was not quite completely honest with us, um, or if he doesn't. You know, they don't have an intern that compiles you know trending topics or something like that for him. Yeah, uh, I, which would maybe very possible uh, that he's got some idea. Here goes my connection. Um, okay, we're back. Oh, okay, um, cool. I was a little worried about that. I was like, ah, that power surge, man, got you. I, I saw that. Uh, I just looked at him. I said, look, lost my connection. Shoot. But nope, there we go. Um, so we'll just leave that in because I'm not going to be too pleased to edit it out. Um, where was I? Um, yeah, I just, you know, it was, and I think, I think it'd been interesting. I think maybe more than even TJ McFarlane. What in the heck is going on with Drew Verhagen? Right. I mean, the guy comes in, he pitches for like three days and then he goes back on the DL with the IL with this impingement thing that he seems to continually have. Is it is he just not getting healthy or is the club like this still isn't working? You must not be healthy. I don't don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's we thought that we had kind of seen the end of some of this a little bit. But I, right. it seems like it, it is as prevalent as it has been in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, and it may be, I mean, it may be that he's coming off too early, um, and they see that, hey, you know, he's still, he's still, you know, still struggling with the same stuff. But yeah, he came, you know, came off, pitched two games against the Dodgers, and then went right back on the injured list, and, um. And this is what, like the third third trip to the injured list this year. So, um, I mean, and that's another one where, I mean, I guess with the trips to the injured list, it's hard to just say, we're going to let this guy go because we really, you know, maybe he hasn't been healthy this whole time. And I think, didn't they send him to a two-year deal? So, you know, you're cutting off next year too. But I still, it's like, wow. I mean, what we have seen of him, it's seen flashes of, of good, but for the most part, it's it's been a struggle all year long. And yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting at the end of the year, I guess, to see how much of that was health and how much of that is just, you know, maybe not not that good. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think everybody expected to see the next Michaelis, and and we haven't seen that. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah you, you wonder how long. I, I, that's going to be a stupid statement, but I'm, I was going to say you wonder how long that uh, that. Uh, uh, that pipeline will be open, yeah, as prevalent as they feel like they play that with these guys that come in. If the success rate is only fifty percent, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is interesting because you've gotten you got O from over there, um, which worked out for one year at least or a couple years. Um, and obviously, Michaelis has been pretty good, um, but then you have Hagen hasn't, and yeah, you, you just you're going to need a few more hits on that, I think to feel completely confident um because all it takes is like he said before when Verhagen was on we were like okay yeah they do pretty well over there so this is good and it, it all it takes is one bomb and it's like mm, maybe not you know and how much of that is just him and how much of that is something in the process we don't well we don't know until they try to get i guess yeah um anyway uh let's see i can't think of anything else that came out of last weekend um but like I said, it was a good time. It was a good time to see everybody that we hadn't seen since 2019. It's a lot of new faces. Uh, a lot of people that, um, like I said, I was sitting there and they were giving Q and A's. And it's like, I don't recognize that person, but I recognize that voice. I've heard it on a podcast. I know who yeah. that is. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it was, I know, uh, Ben Godar told me that he heard you come up behind him. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, like, just from uh, just from hearing you behind him. So yeah, um, so, that's yeah, funny. 
it was a lot of a lot of fun to get to get together with everybody <laughs> and, uh, so good stuff um i had a chance the night before to to be up there with the fox or the Valley sports guys now and uh, not in the not the broadcast people but uh with the pr side and i was talking to my friend that uh jeff goldman we've had him on the oh, show yeah. before and uh i did ask you i said how are, how are the ratings this year i said i assume they're still top three he said they're number one right now wow uh, it's not surprising i mean they've been number one yeah before past and when you think about you know last year melina albert pujols you know, all that stuff that probably helps a lot that's um, true that's true um but it was a, a a good it's been a good year for them for sure um so judging uh, by secondary market and hotel prices i feel like that makes a, bit, a lot of sense yeah. you know what i mean and i understand that things are expensive right now but I could see the the television rankings being very high, and I could and attendance is probably pretty dang high right now too, just because it's tough to get a ticket in, it's tough to get a, a get a room downtown. Yeah, I you know I know you went through a lot of that. Um, you know, when staying with a friend, he looked it up for the the tickets for the last day, the last season, the you know the last series against Pirates, and uh, he said standing room only is is sitting at a hundred dollars. Wow, um, you know that's. It's kind of crazy. Right now, I just pulled that up. Cardinals are second in the majors in average attendance um, behind the Dodgers, who just have that, you know, huge stadium out there. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers are averaging. Dodgers are averaging more than I think which stadium holds. So, sure. Uh, because they're at 48,000. Uh, Cardinals are at 38.8, and the Yankees are at 38.3, and the Atlanta's at 38.2. So, they're right there. You know, there's a competitiveness between two and probably five, but. Um, but yeah, they're right there. Yep. Um, and that's, that's what Mo was saying. You know, look, we can, we can have that kind of payroll cause of, of the people that, that come and, um, you know, they're able to, to pull people from a lot more area than just, just St. Louis, which helps. Um, also we heard, um, I think it was while we were up there. Um, the plan for Yadier Molina's return. Um, I mean, not Mo, Mo didn't, I don't think Mo referenced. I guess he talked to him. He about was him. asked about it. Yeah, yeah he, he asked, asked about, about it on the very end yeah. and um, said he had talked to him and everything looks good. Um, you know, he's going to do the rehab. What I guess is next week, right? He just got on a rehab assignment, so he can yeah, be ready. Be back. Yeah. Second. Um, so and which is a, a Wainwright start against the Cubs. It should be a good game. Um, so, you know, how are they? What do you think? What do you think? I mean, one, this has been a little bit different, right? I mean, Yadi to go back to Puerto Rico, uh, apparently spend more time getting tossed out of fo- basketball games. <laughs> we don't know what else he's doing down there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a little bit, we don't know what uh, he's been away from the team, right? I mean, he's not been around. He's not gotten checked in. We don't, so we don't know what this rehab has looked like. Um, and it may have not needed a rehab. He may have just needed to get off his legs for a month. You know, yeah. and that's, that's what he's doing. And that's that's fine. But it's a little bit different, right? And I get that. It's last year of a legendary guy. You give him all the leeway you could. What do you, what do you expect out of Molina when he comes back? And how do you expect them to use him when they get back? Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, just because I was going to – I was going to uh, – kind of come at this a little bit differently in the fact that you're just like, Hey, this is the last season. Um, mm. You're really not going to be at the dugout the whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean by that? And then I thought the way that he came in was late. You wonder if there isn't things out of his control that are actually going yeah. on in Puerto Rico, you yeah. know, unsaid things, family issues, you know, maybe stuff like that. We don't know. And it's tough to judge. And it's tough for me to think that it's not something other than that when he's just away from the ball club, when we know that the Pujol straw was huge with Molina, you know, when they come back, it's going to be interesting because I would assume, and I may be wrong on this. I don't know that Romine gets released, right? When he gets active. He's not in St. Louis. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? One of those things. And I would think so. so. Yeah, Yeah. I would think so. Um, and then do you see a 50-50 split or do you see them try to push it as much as he can and say, hey, if he's healthy, let's try to get everything we can out of him because all we've heard forever and all we've seen forever is that he plays better with rest. Well, 
potentially he's had that, you know, for a month. So I could see him being in the lineup every day for a while just to see what happens. Don't know if that glass into uh, a pennant push or whatnot, but um, it, it will be interesting. And, you know, it's one of those to where you could almost, just my gut feeling on this, it could maybe be hard to watch at some points in the rest of the yeah. season. You know, that being said, it's been hard to watch any Cardinal catcher this year. So, um, couldn't get more north. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Um, I think I do. I mean, obviously, he's going to catch every Wayne Wright start. We know that. Um, there's still a chance for them to break that record. And I think that's the biggest thing right now um, to have that shot. Um, I kind of think. I kind of think we'll maybe, it, and it's depend. It's hard to say. I mean, it is Yadier Molina, and I have trouble saying this, but I kind of think we'll see more Kisner than we see Molina. Molina. Maybe just yeah. Because, it, I, and the thing is, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, just because they've got to rest him. Yeah, um, you know, I think, I think that Yadi is coming back now for that record, not necessarily that he's you know, oh, I'm fully rested and ready to go. I think it's like, I, if I wait any longer, we can't get that record. Um, so I, I'll tough it out for that. So I could see, you know, Kisner three starts, Yachty two, you know, depending on how things go, depending on off days and stuff like that, um, which I don't think, I know the Cardinals have a couple of off days this coming week around their Toronto visit. Let me see. I don't think they have very many other ones down the stretch um, to factor in. Uh, is, it, after, is it two in Toronto? Let me check real quick. Or is it three? Yeah, it's just two in Toronto. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was the like, Cardinals are Monday, then it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Are they off Thursday? They're off Thursday. Okay, two days this week. Okay. And then, and then they go to, you know, Washington right before the trade deadline. No news there. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and then remember, the trade deadline this year is also August 2nd. It's a little bit weird to me that they wrote into the CBA that the trade deadline can be anywhere from – I don't remember if it was from the 31st to the 2nd or the 29th. To, I, there's like there's a, like a range that they, like they can make it every year, which I don't know why. I think they – I don't know why they did it that way. But it works for me. My second's my birthday this year. So, you know, that's something – maybe some news on my birthday. Um, they actually – the Cardinals have – let's see, Yachty will start back on the 2nd. They have Monday the 8th off, Monday the 15th off. But then they play the rest of August. They get September 1st, and then September 12th, September 19th, September 26th, and September 29th. So they have four days off in um, September, five days off in September. So that'll help him some too. Um, and then just, but that stretch, I mean, that stretch in from the 16th of August to the 31st of August also concludes a doubleheader in Wrigley to make up for one of those games yeah. at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, Kisner's going to get – I think Kisner's going to get quite a bit of playing time, for better or for worse. I mean, we've seen some flashes out of Kisner this year, but I also think that – boy, I don't know. I don't know where he's fallen. I mean, I don't know what they look like for next year because I don't know that Kisner's the – the default, this is your starting catcher next year. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, because even Mo said something, right? I mean, he said he was hoping that Kisner would take off and hasn't yet. Um, he made some passing reference there, and it's kind of – I mean, I would – it's going to be – I mean, it's ways off, obviously, still, but it's going to be very interesting to see if they're ready to put Herrera as your main catcher next year or if it's really just a fully, hey, we're going to spend – April and May kind of alternating these guys and whoever, whoever grabs a hold gets to be it. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And you know, and, and just out of sheer things that we haven't had to deal with in 20 years, I, I just mm -hmm. kind of wonder if they kind of peruse the market a little bit. Um, you know, it, that would yeah. be interesting just to see what's out there. And I don't even know. I mean, other than Contreras, but I'm going to assume Contreras is going to sign a big deal somewhere. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, this could be, I know it's early being late July, but this could be a fairly fun off season. Things that we haven't seen in a long time to stay competitive. And, and, uh, and it, it could be odd 
to see how it goes down as well. But but you're right. I mean, I th- I think that they want to give Herrera every chance. I think they want to give Kisner every chance. But I feel like that's that's dwindling a little bit. But he's shown signs that he may be able to hold down the job. So so I, I'm not sure how it'll play. Yeah, I mean, we've I think to some degree got to realize that you know catcher is not a place that gets a lot of production a lot of times yeah. in major league. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, you're right. We've 20 years. The Cardinals have had a catcher that, you know, the first couple of years of Yachty, he was defensive only been and so good at defense. You didn't think about it, but it didn't take long for him to be a, you know, I'm not saying, you know, a huge thing, but a, a viable offensive issue uh, or if a force. And so, yeah, we haven't, I mean, the last couple of years he struggled. So, but even then it's not quite the same, you know, cause you still have that legend behind it, I guess, to some degree, but um, so yeah, that's going to be different. Um, you talked about Paul DeYoung player of the week last week in triple a, um, it's still, I, where, what are we doing with him? I (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I really don't know what's going to happen. Do you, you think it, I got to feel like, boy, I, I, I got to feel like the odds are 70, 30 or something that he's gone after the deadline in some sort of deal. I just about texted you that yesterday because I thought this is one where I feel like he means so much to them and being a lifelong guy and what he's done and his struggles, I could feel there to be that they may be feeling out of trade if it's not for an arm and it may be for an arm, but to a spot that he finds favorable, kind of like a, in a in a smaller sample of Piscotti type deal, mm-hmm. you know. It, but I mean, I don't know though. No, yeah, but, but I feel I feel with you. I, I that's exactly how I thought. I was like, I feel like this is inevitable. On, really. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. But on the flip side of that, and I don't, I don't. It's not exactly a cardinal move either. But as much as I kind of like Edmundo Sosa. You know, yeah. He, he, I mean, he gets hit more than he gets a hit. You know, I mean, it's it's he's hitting 188 this year. His OPS plus is 49. Um, it, he's out of options, so you'd have to waive him. But as and as bad as Paul DeYoung is, because I know he was player of the week down there, but he's still just hitting 237. Um, and he's striking out in about. Well, more than a quarter of his time down there. Um, although that's overall, I have to, you know, but at least a strikeout a game. And I, is he a better bench bat than Sosa? I mean, Sosa's got flashy defense, but I, you know, Young's obviously very capable defensively. I mean, could you see them? cutting Sosa and bringing the young up for the rest of the year just to be that bench guy? Or do you think that's, you know, you're going to be too tempted to try to play him regularly? I don't, although I don't, I don't feel like that's the case with um, Marmol as much as it would have been with Schilt. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, that leads me to something else that, that I'll get to afterwards. I, I honestly do not know on the new young thing because I mean, do you try to catch lightning in the bottle with the power? Mm-hmm. But does that lead to more questions on where you play everybody? Or does he become a DH option? And, you know, just, <clears throat> I don't know. It leads to a ton of questions to me. Um, I will say something that Marmol did while we were in St. Louis that I thought was interesting. And I've looked back and it seems like it's happened quite a bit. That, have you noticed that Edmund plays second a lot when Pujols plays first? Because there's other times where Sosa has played third and Edmund has played second. Well, when we were there, it was it was Pujols, Edmund. Sosa Donovan. And under Donovan, I feel like they feel like his strength may be at third base, but they had moved around some and, and you realize you're just like, I wonder why they did it, why they did. Well, there was a play early in the game when we were up there that right. Albert no chance gets to, and I'm not sure anybody else does, but but Edmund went way over to get it and made it fairly routine, but had a long way to go. And it meant a lot to me because I was thinking, I he covers so much ground. I think they're going to play him on that side of the infield for that reason, where uh, where ultimately he may be the better option at shortstop. But I think that they think that far enough ahead 
that they made that kind of decision, which meant, which to me meant a lot for Marmol or, or maybe Clapp, who's doing the, the infield a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that at all. I didn't, but I'd also, and maybe it is that, and it probably has factor that, but is it, don't you think it's at least somewhat, Pujols is playing against a lefty, so Gorman's not playing. You think that's part of it? Too? Well, potentially. I mean, yeah, I, and I could see that. I could see that yeah. as well. I just it obviously works well this way because you're right. If yeah. you have Pujols first and Gorman at second, you have a lot weaker side of the infield. No, I agree. I agree. And you just you feel like you're going to play the matchups more with with Gorman, and you're right than they do with Donovan. I noticed Donovan still plays against a bunch of lefties, and I yeah. haven't looked at any splits or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, I did, I did think one, I was more impressed that Edmund made a long play that, <clears throat> that is actually extremely difficult, but he makes it look easy because he was playing up the middle and goes wide and the line on a ball that Pujols, a lot of first baseman probably make a play on, but Pujols doesn't even move. Maybe just the one step to his right and Edmund makes it. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I did wonder why they kind of played, why they shifted around more than they did, where your natural inclination would be like, Hey, Edmund's our everyday shortstop, we'll leave him there. But Donovan at third, Donovan at second, and Sosa playing the other, to where we we had, we were kind of led to believe that not and that not in a negative way that Sosa right. may be the superior infielder. I think it shows that they have a lot of confidence in Edmund wherever he's playing, and maybe yeah. as the superior infielder anywhere they play him. That's true. Uh, interesting. Looking up the splits on Donovan, he's actually better against lefties than righties. Okay, he's played less, and that doesn't lefties. surprise me. Yeah. He's got a 847 OPS against lefties and a 765 against righties. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't the play. Maybe it was the same play. I, Cause on Saturday, especially I was watching the TV some as moving around cause there were a lot of people outside watching the game. So I didn't sit out there very much. It was also 105. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about, you know, a ball like that, that used to be Albert would get every <laughs> Yeah, and you remember that when he was here, you know, early in his career, oh, yeah, it was between him and second base. I felt like he could get it, um, and yeah, he he doesn't do that anymore. No. <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, I'm sure that there's some idea. You know, I was I was along with that. You're right that they they definitely like Edmund. But I mean, I think I've seen Edmund play second when Gorman's not playing, even with Goldschmidt there. Um, it just feels like. It feels like they trust Tommy Edmund at second more than anybody else. Um, that they think Sosa can, can cover short. And so, and it gets Sosa a chance to get into a game. But it feels like that to me, I'd, I'd have to look. I don't, it feels like to me when it's either been Gorman or Edmund playing second. And I can't think of anybody else playing there very often, at least. Um, but that may be on me. So, because uh, you know, I'm sure Donovan has played there some, yeah, uh, but not not very often. Um, All Star game was this week. Um, Arnado didn't go uh, with his back problem. Um, I'm glad I went Friday night and got to see him play because yeah. he didn't play for us on Saturday. Um, but he had a week off. Played seemed I, from what I saw, I only got to watch the beginning part of the game last night. Uh, but he seemed you know doubled in the first and uh seemed to be fine so hopefully the rest is all that he needed um goldschmidt goes hits a home run in the first inning doesn't get another at bat uh pujols walks later in the game um helsley and i know you were proud of mr helsley yeah uh, heck yeah 103 on the on the gun and it felt like and maybe it's because it was later in the game but it really felt like that was the takeaway for a lot of people from the cardinals um contingent was was seeing him on the big stage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it was it was cool because I saw a picture afterwards that he took the whole family out there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that uh I was like, yeah, that's big. I mean, I will tell you that he has had a big coming out party this year because mm-hmm. I know uh one guy that's a really in tune Mets fan that was talking about how he's the most explosive Cardinals player. He said it's it's unreal to watch him. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. And he was talking about, you know, knowing a guy that played high school with him and everybody does around here type situation. And, uh, yeah, it's impressive. And uh, I'm glad to see the success now. Yeah, it doesn't – I mean, he doesn't quite – you know, he's not hitting 105 like Jordan Hicks. But it feels like this is what Jordan Hicks could be if he had enough control, right? Yeah. Um, because 
Helsley's, you know, you know, 101, 102, whatever, but he's getting people out and Hicks has struggled with that. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you know, maybe it's the command or whatever, but for a guy that throws as hard as he does, he doesn't get the strikeouts. You'd think he would. Um, so, um, yeah, it's been great. To, it's been great to see. And, um, hopefully it'll pay off for him this off season. Um, I know, I don't, is he ready? He's not probably not ready for arbitration yet. Is he getting close uh, though? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, this is third year up. So, yeah, it just it would depend on how much service time he's got and all that. But um, he's getting close, uh, so, and so maybe they'll give him a little bit of security. Of course, you know relievers. We've talked about it, and not. That, oh yeah, uh, you know, does it not not to not to to cursing? But I also think about you know what two years ago Giovanni Gallegos was the man, yeah, and now it's like whew, sometimes you know sometimes he can be, and sometimes. I think it was interesting that I, what he, he came in in the sixth this last time uh, that I saw him at least. Yeah. Uh, for struggling. It's like, you know, maybe he's going to get a little bit lesser um, leverage yeah. for a while. Just like, so. yeah, we talked about that last week. It's, it's funny how he was the guy you wanted in big spots now. And now you're kind of squeamish when he comes in. Yep. Yep. And that's just, you know, that's the way of relievers. Unfortunately is, you know, if you can get them for, if you get them for more than two years where you're confident in them, I mean, that's, that's something. I mean, you don't get the, and we saw, we saw last, you know, last weekend, Josh Hader starting to become a little bit uh, human as well, but you know, he's had four five, six years probably now of, of being a dominant closer. And that's just, that's rare. Um, so it's really interesting to, to see. And hopefully, you know, hopefully Hillsley's more like a hater where he can have those years um, and be the guy at the back of the bullpen and that everybody, nobody wants to see. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very, very possible. So, yeah. Um, and then, and then the Cardinals last night go out and, and blow one to the Reds. Uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's so, it's so frustrating to have, you know, the two wins against them. You get a rain out, you've got a week off, you got, you know, this whole Soto stuff stirring around. You should only get kind of fired up about this team. And I don't know. I get you want Adam Wainwright out there, especially after a, a few days off. But boy, I don't know if you can avoid it. Why are you pitching him against the Reds and especially in Great American Ballpark? Because for whatever reason, that's not where he needs to be. Yeah, yeah I know it is. I, it was one of those I I bought into every bit of momentum that you just talked about too. You know, I was like, oh, this is gonna win. You go win, win tonight. You know, it's two two there in the second. You're thinking they're gonna win. They're gonna win. We're going away. Even when uh, Cincinnati's up six two at one point, I'm thinking the Cardinals get back into this. But then they, you know, never really did. And it was really bad, you know, and, and it, that's a considerably short start for, for Bueno. And, uh, you know, it's just tough because you want to start the momentum and build off that and, you know, stay that half game at least out of Milwaukee and for first place and one of those things. And they just kind of blown out of the water. Yep. Um, now Adam Wainwright in Great American has a 573 ERA in 22 games. I mean, it's not like yeah. a small sample size. I mean, if you sort his, he has a worse record in Angel Stadium, which he's only been in twice. Yankee Stadium, he's only been in once. Rogers Center, once. Shea Stadium, once. The old, I guess the old Bush, he was only in once. That makes sense, I guess. Um, in Camden Yards, where he's only yeah. been once. Um, yeah. The next closest one that he's been in at any time is Pittsburgh. He's got a 455 at Pittsburgh, um, which has been coming down given that he can almost no hit Pittsburgh now. Yeah. It's just, I don't get it. I don't know what the deal is. It just, I don't know if they just don't chase the pitches he needs. I don't know if it's just fly balls that he's used to. Um, that's the place where he's given up the most home runs. It's not Bush. Um, it's, it's kind of unexplainable, but it just, they've got him figured out and I would avoid pitching him against the Reds if at all possible. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, so that's, that's just that. And then you've got, you know, you got Steven Matz going today and we'll have to see how that goes. Cause he hasn't pitched in forever. You know, he's supposed to pitch Sunday and didn't with the rain out. Um, and then you've got Michael. So you still got a chance to win the series. You still got a chance to, you know, you keep pace with Milwaukee, although you did lose that game last night to him. Um, 
but it's it, it does it does start making you think you got you got to get some sort of pitching and you hate for that that need for this year to counteract the long-term potential of, of the Soto deal that we talked about earlier, if they wanted to do that, you'd hate to say, well, we can't do both. Um, but that very well may be what they say. And they go get a, a picture. I don't know. They got to do something though. And they've only got, you know, a week and about 10 days, basically till about 10 days to do it. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Anything else we need to talk about today? We've gone a little over our hour. Um, I feel like, I feel like right now it's a a bit of an unsettled time. You know, the Cardinals still, I think as far as I I didn't look, but I think right now is still out of the playoffs and that's not a great place to be in the end of July, uh, especially when they've expanded. Um, And I, I can't imagine the Cardinals are going to, I feel the Cardinals are going to be aggressive at the trade deadline at all possible because I don't think they ha- they can afford to. Yeah, got to make a shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and for all fairness, I, you know the Dewitts have always wanted to be successful. Um, you can argue that they don't necessarily have put the same price of winning the World Series as maybe some people do, but they want to be in the postseason. They want to be, they you know they want to win division titles. I think too. Um, yeah. Although they don't always push for them, <laughs> uh, yeah, it feels like they need to uh, to make make a pretty big move and to make some noise and not necessarily a clubhouse shaker, but add to show that 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 you're in this. Um, right. I you know I know that, that he kind of that Mo kind of made the comment about not necessarily appeasing Arenado, but kind of agreeing with him. But I I kind of bet that that may mean that they're going to kind of turn over some stones. That it, I wish I knew of a name that I could see that they would do that. But I, I, I respect their creativity and getting something done too. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see Lester Hap last year coming. Yeah. Um, and we didn't like it when we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's like, okay, we got two old washed up pitchers, but you know, it turned out. So, right. You know, you do try to give them the benefit of the doubt till it, you know, see how it pans out. Um, I, I still feel like, Boy, that Syndergaard name really does kind of feel like that sweet spot of, you know, can help the team, can make a little noise, can show that they're trying to do something without costing them a whole lot. Um, I, I still think that's that's more of the, the waters they're going to play in than a, yeah. than a model. So. Yeah, I agree. But we will, we will see. Adam and I, Al and I will be with you, you know, hopefully next week, you know, right before the trade deadline. Maybe the Cardinals will have made a move by then, but seems unlikely since they like to wait till the last minute. Oh yeah, um, but we may have a few, a little bit more buzz and rumors to talk about then. But until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night.